Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. This is the Comics Pals weekly show where we review comics. Uh, this is one of the last ones of the year as we're closing out 2022. And I think uh, after last week's lull, the entire <laughs> industry came with a roaring vengeance. Because when I tell you guys that my pull list was over 20 books long. Damn. Yeah, my Marvel yeah. list was insane. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Do, it do was you have wild. All of them? Can you just stack them up and show us how thick that stack is? You want that real quick? Okay, no, hold on a let second. Me, let, me see the, let me see the girth, Sean. Oh, oh! I want that. I want to see how thick it is. Of course, he takes off his headphones as soon as I tell him to see, show me the girth. <laughs> okay, so including, obviously, what we're going to be reading today, my stack for the week is this. God mm. damn! Meaty, yeah? Woo. All those dead trees, Sean. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Well worth it. They make uh, some pretty, some pretty pretty comic books though uh the gang's all here the gang's all here we got tyler uh oh i'm first hi hello how's it going we got kale what's up hot dogs and marco air i'm sean and i'm excited to talk about this week's comics uh leave us a leave us a hello if you're if you're tuned in watching live um otherwise just drop a comment let us know your thoughts about the, this week's books uh, let us know uh, what you want us to read. We're going to be putting up a poll, um, and uh, we're going to let you guys choose the listener pick via that. So um, look out for us on Twitter, at the Comics Pals, for that poll, and uh, that's going to help us determine next week what we're going to be reading. So um, be on the lookout for that. Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals if you want to support the show. Helps us out a lot. Uh, costs you very little. Um just check it out. Check out all the stuff we've got on offer there. An exclusive show that, you know, most of you have not yet heard. Uh, Palling around. That's where we talk about whatever the heck we feel like talking about. It uh, hasn't been comics quite yet. So getting to learn more about our lives um, and stuff like that. <clears throat> We're on the road to 1,000 subscribers over on YouTube.com slash pals. So if you're not subscribed yet for some reason, uh, simple enough to go hit that sub button. That's absolutely free. And it costs, uh, well, it costs you nothing because it's free and helps us out a ton. If you want to watch us live, YouTube.com and Twitch.tv slash The Comics Pals, 6 p.m. Eastern every single Saturday or Thursday, sorry, uh, 10, 15 a.m. Eastern every single Saturday. Come hang out with us for both of those things. Without further ado, shilling aside, let's get into this week's books. Uh, first, we've got Gargoyles, number one. Uh, hotly anticipated return of the Gargoyles. Um, original series creator Greg Wiseman writing this, uh, joined by George Cambatis uh, on the illustrations and Jeff Eckleberry on the letters. So I didn't know that I wanted a Gargoyles book. Like, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really thought about the Gargoyles that much, even though I loved them as a kid. Um, and when we first talked about this announcement, I mean, my God, you know, so excited. Um, the return of these great characters and this interesting world and stuff. And I got to tell you, um, I think for, for me as someone who I'm not the biggest Gargoyles fan in the world, but I know enough. Um, I thought that this was kind of like really, really dry. Um, yeah. I don't think that it showcased why I was interested in Gargoyles as a kid. Anything? 
it was almost <laughs> entirely just a reintroduction to all the characters yep. and sort of where they're at now, um, which, you know, this that was this was the worst possible way to do that, I think. Um, to reintroduce this world. I think they I think they they picked the wrong angle. Dude, they gave us a bulleted, bulleted list of this is who you need to know. Oh, remember this person? Oh, you know this yeah. thing? I don't worry about this, but here's this thing. Like, okay, I I I could appreciate it to some extent. Um, and then it just got into this this like extended cast. I'm like, what what is going on here? Like, I, I don't need to know all this at the moment. Give me something to ground me in, and then like start to start to reveal this slow. This is just all at once. They like threw a paint bucket at me. Who here has not seen Gargoyles? Anyone? I, I've never seen it. Yeah. Okay, oh, great. Oh, oh. So how how did this work for you then in that context, Tyler? I fell asleep. Um, okay. <laughs> it was... The problem is that, that, from what I understand, this is a continuation of where the show left off. So oh, they had yeah. to reestablish everything from the show including all these side characters and continuations and clones of characters that were just meeting in this book and like their version of the morlocks essentially um there must be 20 something characters introduced by name in this book um by name it is rough uh it feels like if you took like uh the wikipedia page and you fed it through an ai generator who came up with a comic script like it just I was like oh, I had to put all these names in. Um yeah, it was uh it it's a dynamite book. Um, you know. <laughs> uh even art wise, I wasn't totally blown away. Um I like flat art, but something about this felt felt fell flat for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it it um Yeah, no, it's just uh this this didn't do much for me. The best part of this was uh, seeing all the covers in the back, like where it could, like, it would show you all the different covers. And I'm like, oh, look, it's gargoyles drawn well. Um, this is almost. Uh, it felt like I wasn't looking at comic book art as much as I was looking at like, um, uh, uh, help me out in animations, an animation cell. It looked like a series of animation cells that I was looking at instead, mm. um, where the lines were super thin, um, backgrounds non-existent. Uh, it, it, it felt weird. Um, kind of, kind yeah, of empty. No, I, I wasn't sold on this at all. Uh, I, I thought the... I, I generally think didn't remember uh, a, a good portion of these characters' names, and so it felt good to come back to them and to see them visually represented like this. I think the, the show had thicker outlines, thicker inks. It was meant to be like a dark show. And so for this to have all this brightness, these... Uh, colors, lights everywhere. I, um, the gargoyles live in the shadows, and the book is the exact opposite of that. So that felt super, super dissonant. Um, it. I thought that they were rendered well. Um, I don't know about the, like the composition of faces, maybe all the time, but I thought that they looked good otherwise. It didn't look one to one, but I didn't mind it. I figured uh, this is an interpretation to some degree where we're bringing this from the from the small screen to comics. So I'm going to give it a little bit of leeway there. But uh, yeah, to, to Tyler's point, the backgrounds just felt vapid. I remember because um, there's been a lot of, of show to comics adaptations over the last like, 
I don't know, 15, 20 years. I'm talking about like Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm talking about Power Rangers. If you expand to movies, you've even got stuff like, you know, Predator, the new Predator stuff, the new Alien stuff. Star Trek like a few weeks ago. Star Trek, right. So there's there's a way to do this. And and quite frankly, I think all those ones I just listed, um, you could maybe argue for Alien, but I think all of them were pretty good. At least when they started, wherever they went off to, that's, you know, your own opinion. I love Buffy when it came back. Thought Power Rangers was fantastic. Yada, yada, yada. You have to assume, in my opinion, that the people buying the book are inherently interested. It's not a new concept. You know whether you like this or not, or you've heard of it, or someone told you, wow, gargoyles are coming back. This is going to be so cool. So there's there's a, 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 a foreknowledge that you can expect that the reader has. Not to the point where you alienate them by not explaining anything, but I think that there's a middle ground between this and explaining nothing they went way too far i remember with buffy it's a continuation the characters are in unique places you're interested in knowing where they're at and if you've never read it before well hey they have all this history that you can go see on dvd i don't i I don't remember a lot of these characters and i didn't give a damn about them if i don't remember them now that means that i just i mean they're not that memorable tell me why i should care about them this was a huge blunder. It should have gotten to the core of the characters when it just lists them. You know what I mean? Like, like I I know of the gargoyles. I like I know Goliath. I knew him by name, even though I never watched the show. I was really into. <laughs> side note: I was really into like Kingdom Hearts forums as a kid, um, and like people would come up with their own like worlds and stuff, and everyone wanted a gargoyle wor- world. I remember that. Um, so that's where my knowledge of gargoyles comes from. But like. Greg Weissman knows how to do this. Like he does Young Justice. Like that is a good character-driven show. Yeah. Um. It. Uh, it's yeah. Blunder is a good word for it, Sean. Interestingly, the comic book for Young Justice, not that great. Mm. Is he also by him? I think he does. Yeah. Okay. Mm, maybe it's the medium. Yeah, it could be that. Um, it could be that. Uh, hello, Love Snack. Hello, Justin. Hello, uh, yeah, hello, everyone watching right now. Um, I agree also on the art front that, you know, when I first saw the preview pages, I, I, I don't know, I thought it had like a more, I thought it looked more dynamic than it does. It, it flat, it's very flat, and I guess you could have gotten away with that. It's not, that's not an inherently bad thing to me by any means, but. I don't know. The characters just don't look that interesting. When I think about Goliath and I think about the gargoyles, in my mind, they just look majestic. And maybe that's just my, you know, me being a kid and stuff. But they just, they're, they don't look that cool for some reason to me. It could it could also be that they're not doing anything cool. Like nothing yeah. cool happens. So it's not like you're getting those great poses and stuff like that. But something has to change on that front. Like, I look at this cover, and, like, this might sound gross, but, like, Goliath on the cover, he's got – he's, like, ripped. He's got this uh, vascularity to him. You know, awesome. He's, he's muscly. Um, and in the book, he looks like an action figure. Like, like, not in a good way. He's like a McDonald's action figure, while this is, like, more of a McFarlane action figure on the cover, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, yeah, and, like, I did not know Goliath – and the main human character were a thing. That was yeah. like, oh, we're just going to throw a monster <laughs> yeah. fucking in this book too? All right. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know it. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to say pass, unfortunately. I will personally keep buying this, but I would not recommend this because I just don't. I think if you've never read Gargoyles before, there is absolutely nothing here that will make you feel like you need to be checking this out. And if you have, you'll most likely just be disappointed. But I will continue to buy it. Your best hope is that issue two, they get into something. Yeah. yeah exactly. But like even like what? Yeah. And and if they get into it, why wasn't that issue one? You know, like that. This is too much preamble. Um, yeah, this is a hard pass. You literally only need to focus on the characters that are on the cover. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And a, and a villain. That's it. Who, they don't um, name the villain, by the way. Like, out of all the characters, that guy at the end, they don't say who he is. Yeah, like, I, didn't, really, I didn't know who that it was. It, it makes it more exciting. This could have been Dynamite's <laughs> Power Rangers, and, and it's, it's just not. This Dynamite fizzled. It, it tragically feels like a, a, t- a t- TV adaptation comic. Like, you know, outside of, uh, I gener- generally like, uh, how did you say his last name? Cam Battis? Yeah. Cam I always thought it was like Cam Day. Anyway, it might be. Um, I w- I always like his art. Generally, is really dynamic, and like in this car chase scene, I I think it's really good. But yeah, man, the the way they're just standing around, like. Well, um, enough of that. Let's talk what, about Dark Web number we, one. We, we transfer over. Are you guys mm-hmm. surprised? Yes, I am. Really? Yeah, actually, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Dude, all I'm those sorry. books I listed off yeah. are legitimately good. Mm. But I thought this was just gonna be books. Ah, come on. It's precedent. No, this this precedent. This precedent to be like actually I can like the all of all of Power Rangers has exploded. Like everybody sure. spoke highly of it, right? Like I think uh I think there's an expectation at this point for translating tv and movies to comics and they're generally pretty all right star wars right another great example of that stuff like great shit you know like i i expect more and this fell flat hard i say there's also precedent for dynamite doing things <laughs> like this i guess which yeah. sucks too because like if they're gonna drop the ball on this give something gives disney just give someone else the ip just publish this through marvel you know what i mean Please. like I'd love yeah. an explanation of why that happens, but whatever. All right. Well, speaking of Marvel, Zeb Wells is spinning a dark web, uh, and he's assisted by Adam Kubert and Frank Martin to tell this story. Uh, this is, of course, the X-Men uh, Spider-Man crossover book that is aping the 90s event Inferno, not to be confused with the 2021 Comics event Inferno, which has vaguely anything to do with any of that. Uh, the villains here are going to be Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley and his new persona, Chasm, uh, and Venom, I guess. Uh, a recently brain scraped Venom, if you will. Um, I, uh, this was all right. This was all right. I, I was not looking forward to this event. I'm, I'm at the point in my reading career where I just don't really like reading the, like, ancillary, you know, not major events. Um, Slander. Well, (laughs) 
And so the idea that Madam Webb or Madam Webb, that Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley are going to team up because they're clones is like, really, Marvel? That's the big idea is that, hey, we got two villain clones. Let's put them together. That's not my bag. I mean, that's got to be the most innovative idea they've had in how long? Oh, wow. They, they, they even came up with a new name for it. They're not reaching for I mean, hey. it's it's based on the old event. I'll give you that, but they at least came up with a, a new name. AXC Judgment Day had an interesting concept, okay? Execution? Eh. Now, speaking of execution, <laughs> uh, I think that this is pretty by numbers, but even despite that, it has some fun things that I like. I'm a sucker for the X-Men going and uh, being on Christmas shopping or whatever they're doing i like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i thought the little like horror dream that ben riley has at the beginning of the book where he's freaked out about mj and peter i like that um that was that was cool and actually you know what the the scene where where ben riley beats the shit out of norman osborne i like that too so i guess i i guess i i enjoyed a lot of this despite the fact (laughs) that the premise for me is super thin um, I have two words here, and it's Adam Kubert. Um, sure, I love yeah. Kubert. Uh, and this, this feels is like different, Hinduism. a little bit, a little bit. Um, at a certain point, I was like, "Wait, is this Kubert?" I, I was like, yeah. "I felt like Calvin Coley a bit." Because there point. are there are two Kuberts right now, right? There's that yeah. eight, well, there's, there's three technically. Well, uh, technically, but the old yeah. ones. No, no, no. there's a, a daughter now. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma Kubert. She she's been doing stuff at Image. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. It's linear. Fucking hell. Yeah. The art felt inconsistent. Like there were moments where it felt like style would change in between. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of liked it. Oddly, it it worked. It it gave me different tones, and that felt good because it uh, you'd have this more cartoony style with the x-men and then when it came to uh madeline Pryor, it was all uh, i don't know gothic looking um and then stuff was softer when it was just peter it was interesting and i also think frank martin colors really helped with it uh, martin has a very i would say muted palette in a lot of stuff um None of these are super vibrant outside of, you know, once we get to Limbo, where you see, you know, the bright fires of Limbo and all that. Everything else is kind of diluted, unless it's a light, you know, um, yet still colorful, if that makes sense. Um, I love, I mean, if you read King and Black, I believe that was Frank Martin as well. Um, that's the kind of thing they're going for. And then, like, occasionally you'll have, like, like Chasm's, you know, a costume, which I got to say, guys, is kind of cool. Get like the fuck out of here. It it grew on me as I was reading it. I, I think really I'm going to do it. As I was photoshopping it for the, for the image, I'm like, you know, this, this costume kind of slaps. I was ready to make fun of it, and I'm pretty sure I did when he, he switched sides or whatever, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought this was fun. I think there's good little character moments there. I think like like Norman being outside the, the coffee shop, and he paid for everything because he didn't want to be there because he doesn't really trust himself there there's the whole like scott summers being a christmas guy that just tracks that makes total sense um the yeah, whole bit of them it almost felt very marbles to me um 
there's that scene in Marvels where the X-Men are in um, Rockefeller Center. They're in their, like, uh, civilian clothes and, like, all warmed mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing that again with, like, Firestar and, and Bobby, too, I thought that was fun. <laughs> um, I love Limbo Demons because they're wacky. They, 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 they are, like, C-rate horror movies where it's like, oh, this is a demonic fire hydrant. You know, and I feel like artists can really have fun with that. Um, I had fun with this. I like this. Also, it has magic in it. So if you put magic in a book, that's like plus plus three in instantly for me. So it was I, fun. I think for me, the heart the hardest part was the the coffee shop scene because, like, I kind of felt like if you're not reading Spider Man right now, you're a bit like, what the. Fuck? He's going on. There, there was one page where I think each panel had an editor's note. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I also it, think that that's the type of scene that if you could put that in any era of Spider-Man and just like fill in the, the balloons in a different way and it would fit in just about any mm -hmm. era. Hmm. It, that's an interesting point. It's like a, it's like a, it feels like a quintessential, uh, scene in the mm -hmm. sense that mm -hmm. you know this is this is the dance that these two characters have been doing like mm -hmm. Norman Norman the man behind the the mask would like to be a good man but he just can't and Peter would love nothing more than to welcome Norman on, onto the other side and he's trusting enough to do it but he gets railroaded every time it's sort of sad but, and even and even inside the coffee shop Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we're all here, and Peter's throwing this thing for somebody, and oh MJ's there, but there's something off, something's sure, wrong. Yeah. Hmm. We've seen that again, scene practically. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You could do the same exact book in '99. You know, it's like a it's like a shorthand. <laughs> yeah, outside of like chasm being a thing, yeah, yeah, this could be. You could slap this in anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, though, like, I. I think this might be my pick of the week. I really enjoyed this. I'm feeling wow. the same. I think it's yeah, I think it's mine as well. Also, like I, I like how I'm not up to date on Venom, so I don't know what the fuck he was doing back on Earth. Um, but the whole point where like we want Monster Venom for this book, let's let's write our way into that. Uh, I I was cool with that. I was like, all right, even this, even the Venom is going back to like classic Venom at this point in the in this too. So. I'm I'm feeling like uh, cuz cuz this book's obviously been in in the works for a really long time. Yeah. I'm feeling like that the, that whole first issue, this one here, was written before the Al Ewing um Rom V stuff and they just had to yeah. like He's asking for yeah. his son though. So I feel like there is some kind of Well, his son's been in, been in a you know, a character. He's been around. Yeah. Fair. Fair. We'll see. Um uh yeah, I think this is my pick of the week too. I think so. Not, not. It's not a strong one for me. Like, there just wasn't enough competition for that slot this week. But yeah, I think this is it. This book can eat my brain, dude. Next, pass. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that was positive. That was a, yeah, that was a funny way to say that. <laughs> oh no, because at the end, Venom could eat Spider-Man's brain. Just let it happen. Don't want it. Yeah, Marco wants the brain. I, I get it. Always, baby. Set up. Set up. I was, I was expecting set, this to be set a slang, a euphemism. For, uh, oh, yes. Kale, you're so yes. old. Yes, it Never is. Mind. Just, 
I'm just going to drop what I was going to say. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving on, we're going to be talking about Immortal X-Men number nine and the many lives and many deaths of Mr. Sinister. Uh, this is a fun, funny issue. Um, mm. I I liked it. I'm a little... I, I think mm. I'm a little frustrated with Immortal X-Men right now because I just desperately want it to go somewhere. Um, but... Yeah. Despite that, this issue just pretty much features Sinister trying several different ways to ultimately kill the Quiet Council. Um, primarily Hope, by all accounts. Um, and the fact that, it's, I mean, it shows us why Destiny being alive was such a problem for Moira. Um, because as long as Destiny's alive, you really can't plot in any way because she'll always know it which is pretty cool um i'm just i'm a little bit tired of this honestly i i don't know i thought i thought that nothing could happen to knock me off course with the x-books hickman being gone obviously deterred that level of thought but then immortal x-men started off so strong i was like you know what yeah this is it and now i'm kind of like next please it's meandering and not in any way that's particularly engaging. Um, I thought this issue was fun because it's 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 good to see Sinister be goofy, and as long as that gets played into it, you know I'm I'm pretty content. But um, this it raises some questions on like how he uses Moira's like save points, basically, which is pretty. It's funny. It's a it's an interesting concept because I I would assume that that power would reset total timelines, not like up to a point of birth. Um, That's, that even that is just yeah. I had some like wrapping my brain around the power set there. Um, but we've only seen Moira's powers through Moira's perspective, so. I guess this is how you could interpret it from the outside. That's fair. What do you describe her as like a, reali a reality bomb, essentially? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, a boom. Oh, no. That's something else. The boom, boom, bomb. I kind of just feel like that doesn't even matter and they shouldn't even talk about it. There are some things mm -hmm. in, in, in superhero comics where when you start answering too many questions... Mm -hmm. It starts to make less and less sense. I assumed whatever I assumed about Moira's power set, and I think you leave it there. This is the kind of shit that I just don't care about. Hickman's Hickman's run was not about that. You know what I'm saying? Like her powers were a means to an end, and he made it interesting through events and through dialogue, not through oh well, actually it works like this, and this is that. And I feel like the last several issues of Immortal X Men have just been about that kind of stuff. I mean, answering it, questions that I never cared to know, and now I have more questions that I don't want to have. This whole Immortal X-Men run has been inconsistent, and, like, I think Judgment Day fucked it, honestly. Um, that's most of the book is Judgment Day stuff, I feel like. Um, like three issues worth? Which which sucks because there's a lot of good character moments in, in, in this issue and in the run as a whole, but there's no real, there's been no real cohesion. 
the most cohesion is like it's about the quiet council every issue is perspective of somebody else they're not doing anything yeah this book is literally just sinister making his play and yes a lot of stuff happens in it but in terms of forward progression in the plot it's like a scene happened really right exactly yeah it it was graphic though like surprisingly violent for a marvel comic i felt i appreciated that that doesn't make i've seen worse Uh, yeah i don't it doesn't make it good or bad in my opinion i was just a note that I that I have. No, for. sure, sure, yeah, for sure. I think I'm really tired of Sinister now. Damn, I, I like I liked him under Hickman. I like I like it. I I even still, you know, I'm I'm into his sassiness or whatever. But I'm a bit like, okay, you keep telling me he's this giant bad guy, but he's still a side character. He's still a fucking henchman. He's still there. He's still on the council. Why? I don't understand. This is stupid. And also, Kale, you said you said uh, you liked him under Hickman. Well, think back. How much did you really see Sinister? Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he had, his, he was just he had a, his own uh, island. He was doing his own fucking thing. Yeah. He was a punchline, yep. really, when during a quiet council mm-hmm. meetings. He was really just a punchline. But he was also a mystery box. And you didn't know what he sure. was doing. Yep. You didn't know what he was thinking. You knew he had his own agenda. Everyone there knew it, but they needed him around. And they explained why they needed him around, and it was fine. Now it's just like, okay, he's actively dangerous. He's plotting against you, and you know it. It's unclear why he's still there. And by the way, he's in every issue at the center of every issue. I cannot do this anymore. I don't care. Yeah. And we're about to go into a yeah, Sins of Sinister event. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. event This event better put some fucking mileage on Sinister because I think I've had enough. Like, I just He's got to get him off the board at the end of this. He's not that interesting. Like, he's more, less is more, and he's a villain. So there's only so much I even want to see of him anyway. I, I just, I don't know. They wrote Apocalypse off. And we've had this, to me, that's the biggest question mark going in the X stuff, is where's Apocalypse? When's he coming back? I'd like to get to that. Like, There's so many interesting things. Why can't we send Sinister off somewhere and let him come back some at some other time? I can't do this. I, I did like the one bit in here. Again, good character bits throughout this, where Sinister is like, oh, I wasn't judged during Judgment Day. And then Destiny's like, oh, I wonder if Dr. Stasis was. You know, putting that seed of doubt into Sinister's head, like, oh, mm-hmm. am I the clone? More clone shenanigans. And this this is why I named uh, the YouTube uh, Attack of the Clones, because there's a lot of friggin' clones in this week. <laughs> um, and I think, I, yeah, I, I think that. that's all well and I think that's all well and good. And, you know, this upcoming event or whatever is about the other Sinister clones. Great. That was T's last Immortal X-Men issue. Let's go. Yeah, um, Tyler keeps mentioning the good character moments, and and there are mm-hmm. a few. the The issue is, is centers around once again Sinister trying to assassinate Hope, and then just realizing, okay, I have to try to assassinate everybody on the Quiet Council, and it just goes disastrously bad. Um, there are a lot of fun moments. Uh, you can see all the different ways that Sinister fails, which 
of course harkens back to the issue of um house of x i think where we see moira you know dying repeatedly in different fashions um this is a almost a parody of that idea it's not treated as seriously as it is in house and powers um there's a lot of fun deaths um you know getting to see you know how the characters feel about sinister is, is, is funny um but i say this as respectfully as i possibly can i, I really like kieran gillen i just feel like he's he's having too much fun being cute and i want him to i want him to get more i, I kind of want him to get more serious this doesn't feel like it matters it, it, it feels inconsequential sinister's a clown and and he's not supposed to be. That's the difference. And 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 that's why I never liked Sinister in Karen Gillan's Uncanny X Men. I believe it was Uncanny at the time. Yep. Because Sinister was a joke. When I when I was growing up and watching the show, uh, the X Men show, Sinister was creepy as hell, and yeah. I was scared of him. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. extremely smart. I'm not saying that you can't have the sassiness and fun. I just think that there's a middle ground that's not being hit here. It's almost like, like he was sinister. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, but what did you guys think of, like, for example, Kate's soliloquy, Kate Pride, at the front of the book? I I liked her her bit through the whole thing. Okay. Um, I think I think it. We haven't gotten to spend a ton of time with Kate, I guess, unless you're reading. Does she have a book right now? Uh, I think she's, she's still in, in, Marauders, she's in Marauders, but I'm not. Marauders, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't got to spend a ton of time with Kate. I gave up on Marauders a long time ago. So it was good to, you know, good to uh, uh, get stuff from her perspective again. Yeah. Um, and I I liked the way Gillen uses her her narration to cycle through the sinister attempts. Yeah. That, and again, you know, cute. Um, we didn't, we didn't learn anything about Kate though. You know, like it's another sinister issue, even though the focus is on Kate. Whereas when this book started, it felt like every issue that was focused on a character, we got something new about that character. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that kind of frustrated me. Um, abandoned it halfway through. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel like the the interesting stuff in this series has been destiny and mystique, mm-hmm. and it's just it's sort of if it's not like excellent, it's mediocre and put to the side for sinister. Yeah. Yeah, like like they they've been put to the the back burner at this point, and I want like more the, of that. The last them. issue was them as Holmes and and Adler, and it's just like I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> Wait, Matt, why are you why, why, <laughs> why are you grateful for? Now that you know that I hate it, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't hate it. It's just. Ah, uh, maybe I do. I don't know. I don't want. To. I don't. I don't want to feel that way. We were at a shout out all yet comics in Harris, New York. Uh, Matt and I were there yesterday, and uh, he's like, "Do I pick up a Mortal X Men?" I'm like, "No." Nah. 
<laughs> I was like, he wouldn't like it. I know, I know, Matt. Like, I'm. I'm oh, only... talked you out of. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. Okay, that makes a lot more oh, sense. Yeah, I, 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 I talked him down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good. I think Tyler did the right thing as a good boy to talk you down. Thank you. Thank you. He didn't pet me um, like a good boy, which is shameful. But. On the art front, I was less than thrilled. Um, on the one hand, like this hope right there, the way she's looking. I feel like she was staring in my soul um, in, in a good way that like she just that like that's just a genuinely like, wow, she looks beautiful right there. That's a great image on the part of Lucas Wernick. Um, on the other hand, I didn't feel like a lot of the other character designs really hit the mark for me. Um Felt like Sinister's hairstyle changed every single time he appeared. Um, Kate was kind of weird too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I do like the way she's portrayed now, though, with like extra curly hair, like kind of big hair now. Sure. Um, and I and I like the pirate costume. I gotta Same. say, it's really worn on me. But what's her gimmick now? You know, like what's she about now? I guess I'd have to read Marauders to find. She's just out. like a. But, she's a, essentially a chess a chess piece. You know. And she recognizes yeah. that. I I just for for the fact that some of these characters are in two and three books, it, it feels awfully like they don't get much development. Um I, I kind of thought that the that the point of not of the writers and artists in the X-Men line not wanting to move forward with the story was to spend more time with these characters. And it doesn't feel like that that time is being utilized very well. Am I alone there, or I don't disagree? Because remember how Hickman mm -hmm. wanted to move things forward, and then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, other than Destiny and Mystique, I don't. I mean, I'm not really reading. Well, the Magneto other books. had some development, but well, yeah. I mean, listen, it's been good. That's development, you know. Like <laughs> Nightcrawler just, has horns now. Yeah. Which I didn't. Yeah, know. I had, I'm behind, so I didn't know where. That's that came a thing. From. I don't know how where that happened. Is that still like the the way of X book? No, what is it? No, I I think uh, I don't think Agent? we've missed anything. There was no editor's note for that. Yeah, I, I think that's just the thing now. What's the other book that he's that he's like the little church leader or whatever the fuck? Well, I mean, he is horny in that book. Now so he's a, that... now he's a cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Legion of X? Something like yes, Legion of X. It's Legion of X. Yep. Um, look, if you're on the horn with the Mortal X Men, I think you know you're probably feeling similarly to how the rest of us are at this point. Um, there's no reason for you to start this book if you're not reading it, but uh, if you are reading it and you're on the fence about continuing on, I, I, it's I can't, I cannot say hey yes you need more sinister books in your life um not if they're going to be like this i don't think this is necessary i'll tell you whenever the book is at a place where it feels like must read comics again but right now it just doesn't feel like that it feels like fluff yeah agreed yeah um I it, it, go for it uh, well, i think it it i'm i'm a tentative pass i enjoyed what i read but like i don't feel like i went anywhere necessarily you know i think it was well told it was a, a a story that was fun to read that's about it 
Yeah, mm. somehow this book managed to be fun, but also frustrating. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, as a single issue, I found it fun, but as a number yeah. nine in the series, I didn't care much for it. Yeah, nine yeah. of ten, by the way. Mm. Oh, is next one? I, we get it, it, it sure? changes into Sinister X Men, no. I think, or or it changes. Into <laughs> <He> said, no. <laughs> what are you Wait. asking me if I'm sure for? I'm the least informed person here. What are you... <laughs> All right, let's talk about All Against All. This is, of course, the book by Alex Pacnadel, who we just interviewed on the show this past Saturday. Go check that out if you want to hear his inside thoughts about this book and his career and, you know. Digital marketing. Digital marketing. Apparently. With art by Casper Wingard and letters by Hassan Otsman Elhau. Um, Okay. So, when you all did the interview, you'd already read this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had not. I heard the interview first and therefore was very confused by the contents of this comic book. I oh, understand that the book is trying to introduce us to this new race of creatures and it's showing how they have essentially subjugated earth's animals and assuming they've done this to other planets and other species over their years. Um, But the concept that I was pitched on was, you know, alien in reverse. And this first issue does not feature that concept. I guess it introduces that that will be what happens going forward by showing us in the end that there's this human male who, you know, is slinging brain for some reason um, and is going to, you know, try to get revenge on these uh, uh, these these alien creatures. Okay, I got that. That's fine. I don't care about these uh, aliens at all. I think the perspective of this book is off um, because I I just don't care about these creatures. I, the whole time, was like, okay, I know the premise, so where's the human at? Like, let's get, let's get to that. Because you're, you, do you want me to care about these aliens who are, you know, evil and, and, and have enslaved humanity and, and, and all the creatures of earth and all that stuff. Like, am I supposed to care about that? I, cause I don't, you know, like that's where I came. I came at this from. I mean, for me, alien is probably my top five favorite movies of all time. The original. Um, so I can kind of see where this is going. Like the beginning of alien is really just kind of, not getting you to care about the characters, sure, some of them, but it just really show you who these characters are, so that some of the, sometimes when they get killed, you're fine with it. Um, but usually, but but in Alien, we don't really get that until the first death happens. Really, then people start showing their true colors. So we're just not there yet in this story. So that's where I was like, all right, well, we're getting there. Like essentially, showing the human was like showing that um, uh, uh, the the. I guess the the egg or or uh, the face hugger originally, you know, like sure. it's, it's the beginning, like oh something's something's up. Okay, and but this. but when you watch Alien, yeah, well, not when you watch it because you're a super fan, but when an individual person <laughs> watches Alien, they're not rooting for the alien. 
they're rooting for the humans. They're rooting for a specific human, I'd say. Okay, but if the alien gets to Earth, humanity dies or whatever, it's a bad time. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're You're not rooting against humanity. Sure. In this case, I'm not rooting for this random species. I'm rooting for the human. In Alien, the alien is the bad monster. In this comic book, the human is, to me, good because... I don't see any other, any other humans. I see what they're doing to these animals. These people suck. So it feels like I'm watching this from the wrong side. Uh, thanks, thanks, Harris, by the way, for the uh, Twitch sub. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Harris. Uh, I think that's where I got some of the interest from was that that role was reversed. Because now I, I'm assuming the the human's going to be the villain. And that's an interesting premise for me. That's the that to me is okay they're gonna get hunted and picked off and to tyler's point we didn't get to know these characters enough to sympathize we just got to see sort of the dynamics between them like one's kind of an asshole one has some sort of some level of or aspect of humanity and and is just there for purely for research and some are just military people uh and i think for me the mix of uh, not humans, but like the mix of those aliens being there. I, I like the dynamic enough that if the human's in a position as a bad guy going to come in and start paring down on uh, the species, that's interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it that grace for the fact that uh, I'm, I, I want to see them start to get hunted down kind of. But do you, do you hate them? I don't think I need to. I, I would think that, you know, you would want the reader to want to see them die. And I don't I don't have like I don't have that feeling either. I came away from this like, all right, well, guess I don't care because these characters are they don't really have much personality to them. They're not that compelling. Um, and I dislike what they've done, but they don't really seem to matter in terms of their personalities. And I think maybe that's what this was lacking. I would, I would have liked to hate them so that I could be like, yes, I need them to die. Um, yeah. The other wrinkle too, is that we don't know the state of this human in this book, you know, cause this is, this is after humanity's destroyed itself. Right. Maybe this human is a monster. Like there is a mystery there as well, you know? Maybe, but they are monsters, right? I'd argue the main scientist guy and his daughter are probably the people that we're going to be rooting for. They have like heart. Yeah, I think I think hmm. the, the 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 military guy, Colonel, uh, whoever he is, the general. Is he a general? Okay, I feel like he does go far, and you do get. You know that he he likes to swing his rank around and you know uh, act like a tough guy, uh, and he's in charge and everything. But it didn't feel quite like enough. Hmm. What, what do you mean, like enough? Like in, enough to get you to dislike 
the character? Well, yeah, dislike him specifically over oh, the scientist. Sure. Okay. Okay. And I think I think the other thing that doesn't quite help is that their their whole method is kind of confusing. You know, their whole story is is kind of confusing up until like you see it well into the into the issue. What, like the jellyfish blob thing and their like flesh suits essentially. Yeah, their you know uh, operators who sure. do this thing and they've existed for however long and I don't know. I found it really confusing, especially when you pair it with the elevator pitch of it's alien but backward. I'd say you kind of get it once you see the general and you can see the di- the differing. Uh, states but, of their suits it's like all right well they need to keep grafting i guess bio organic life forms to kind of keep themselves going but even then you're halfway through the issue and it's like i i'm still having trouble grasping yeah. this which uh, i i do want to put some shed some light on the the casper wingard art because i thought that was a real highlight for me honestly that that's Probably my favorite part. Yeah, of the absolutely. Looking at that, yeah, knocks it out of the park. Uh, when when we were talking to Alex, you mentioned the the feathering alongside the the art, like the if if you notice the individual inks and lines, they're not as clean. They look almost like 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 chalk, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that adds a really interesting flavor. He, he mentioned it. It, it feels like a bit more organic. Yeah. Right. Like cave paintings. Did, did Alex mention uh, that or did I? That's right. Yeah. That? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Cave paintings. So it, it looks that much more sort of primal. Uh, and I, I think it works really well. Um, the colors in, are phenomenal as well. Uh, the, the the use of like these hot pinks, especially for like a sci-fi book, the exact opposite of what would be um, in something like like Alien, for example. Like that is, you know, pure the horror, darks, a lot of blacks, of alien, a lot of just... Uh, shadows and stuff but this is bright this is loud um i think that as a counterpoint works really well um and i called out the letters the lettering in that in that issue uh or in that episode rather because it's also feathered it doesn't have these outlines and it looks like it's just grafted back onto the wall and Hass is just uh he's a great fucking letterer a great twitter follow by the way too yeah super Um, super educational yeah yeah he uh recently tweeted this thing or it's just a white page with different word balloons from all the different things he's working on but he wasn't say, wasn't saying which which is what but like you can tell I'm like oh this is dc versus vampires this is all against all here like the fact that i can p- pick those out just by balloon mm. is wild he's phenomenal yeah we got a comment from a first time chat from uh die the hero over on switch who said you can definitely tell it's an image comic book by the cover and and that comment is funny, but it made me think about the fact that this feels like an image number one in not the best way, where mm. I feel like a lot of times the first arc of an image book that anticipates having legs to it, and even some that some that don't, um, they don't do a lot to hook you in the first issue. Um, drives me nuts about I was going to bring this up too this drives me nuts about first issues this is $4 right and like what what did we see 
you know, like the Casper Wingard art is really great. And if you're if you're into that, then, you know, sure, $4 uh, is worth it, I guess. But, like, what happened, you know? Why should I come back? And I think that's the biggest question mark for me. I'm unclear on who I'm supposed to care about. I'm unclear on what the angle is here. There's not, in my opinion, a very clear, you know, hero, villain, sides thing going on, which is fair. You don't have to do that all the time. But it's lacking that. It's lacking dynamic characters. I'm not sure how interested I am in anything. Nothing happened. The story didn't move forward in any conceivable way. Um, why should I come back? Can I counter that, Sean? Sorry? Can I counter that real quick? Of course. Um, what happens in this book? A, a gorilla fights a bear. <laughs> that shit's cool. Turn on the fucking Discovery Channel. Like, Where are you seeing gorillas and bears fighting? Tell me. I will like to watch that. I, but like this book is about a human, the the human killing aliens. Like, where's that? We're not there yet. Like, I, I'm not? okay. That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. Why not? But I'm okay with that slow burn because we know it's going to happen because we get the the dick reveal at the end. <laughs> but why should I come back for that? Like, what? What what happened? I don't know. I don't want to rail on it. Um, I really enjoyed the interview. I think Alex seems like a a, a very talented creator. Um, I like what he I like I like what he said about it. But I just just off this issue, I just don't see a reason for me to come back. And I I almost guarantee you that it, when I read issue two, I'm gonna say, "Wow, I wish this was issue one," because I feel like that happens all the time. I feel like mm -hmm. something something that happens with image number ones too, and just new image series in in general, is that it's not an issue one as much as it's going to be a trade one. It's going to be that nice ten dollar trade. And that's yeah, that's a that's a huge problem. If you're going to market your shit like that, just put it out. Put, put out, out the trade. trade. Don't make it a yeah. Like, I've got to. You want me to buy it? Make me want to buy it. Thanks for pinning that comment to the Twitch, Marco. I appreciate that. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay on. I'm curious about issue two. Um, <laughs> Matt says $10 trades are for pores. <laughs> Damn. Classic. Right there. Bitch. Jeez. I'm poor. I don't know what you want. <laughs> And and that's you know it's a great initiative by uh, Image, but I do feel like you know you gotta you gotta earn it in the in the singles. You gotta earn it in singles. And I mean, look, it's magic, man. <laughs> it's not like it's easy to do this shit. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you gotta earn it in your singles, and you gotta come out strong in issue one. You just have to. How do you survive if you don't? This market is hard. For me, uh, it's a pull for me. I will be much like the dick at the end of this book. I'm going to be hanging on till issue two. Yep. I, yeah, I'll be here for issue two, but I'm not saying that I think you, the listener, should. Um, mm. I think you should give issue one a shot. I think I think you should try it. Um, there's very little reason not to try an issue one. But you also, know, where you yeah, go from there is up to you. If you're one What's of those that? weirdo speculator people, uh, just get an issue number one. It's just a safe investment, right? Isn't that what they 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 call it? 
I guess. Get that shit graded. Now, if you're if you're if you're looking at your four dollar purchase as an investment, sounds like you have a different problem. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I'm I'm always here for that, always. Uh, so that's gonna that's gonna be it for our reviews. But the show's not over because we have comics tag, and uh, Marco is actually here. So Marco was tagged to read Ultimates three a couple of weeks ago as a form of punishment on my part for you know several things giving you a great um, book wrong and so <laughs> all i want to hear from you is what you thought about ultimates 3 it was pretty bad dude it mm. was <laughs> it was pretty bad dude i and 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 so what i did was i i got the omnibus for ultimates so i read ultimates 1 incredible like yeah. absolutely phenomenal is that um sorry is that mark millar mark millar yeah. brian hitch yeah. Um, Honestly, I never read it. That might be a good, uh, good book club. You think oh, you it, think this letter on my head stands for France? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that gave twelve-year-old me the hottest boner, man. Wolf, <laughs> I Hot love that geez. line. Yo, uh, it 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 was just uh, it was so so good. The 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 writing, the um, the dynamics between the characters, the the drama, the scandal, like all of it was there, and it was all condensed in this. It, it Ultimates was like part of the like ultimate shit right like all of that so it was brand yeah. new from scratch um and that felt like if if i had the history to go into that and get that reset i'd probably be okay um because it was just crafted so well and then i didn't get a chance to read um uh ultimates two but i jumped straight into three it was a five issues and woof from from opening page one it was joe joe mad's art which i didn't expect to see i i, I appreciated seeing him and then i saw the art and i was like mm, no no <laughs> people got fucking waxy ass figures uh, everybody's uh roided out and then all the women got fucking bolt-on boobs dude like it was a lot and the the story felt aimless and i didn't understand what the resolution was going to be and where it was going to go and then it turns out it's fucking ultron and he's like horny for scarlet witch and so he decides to kill her because if he can't have her nobody can and Damn, it, incel ultron i want to read this now asinine asinine and i was so disappointed uh coming off of such a hot book to the poo that was venom melting into a pile of poo uh it was bad no fun i appreciate reading it sean thank you though i like how you just had to read ultimates three and you're like yeah, i gotta start from the beginning oh i that's the way I'm, i am for a lot of shit I, I need to i need to go back i need context i can't just dive in like that and and i wish i coming out of ultimates i wish i would have read ultimates two i don't know if it's any if it's as good as number one but i mean you wouldn't have you wouldn't have gotten much more it's <laughs> yeah it's it's you know it's it's still good it's not as good it's not as new it's not as fresh but you know it's cool ultimates mm -hmm. three though is just a different uh it's a different beast altogether jeff Loeb, joe joe mad um i thought i was gonna be like oh cool this is they're gonna knock it out of the park i don't know what sean's talking about this is a great team 
Is that like and early then, early uh, digital coloring too, or everything's? Oh cool? yeah. Okay. Ah, I couldn't handle it. No fun. Ugh, sorry, my cat just yawned and just reeked of fish in here. After well, uh, after Marco's trip with the the onslaught saga, I well, I half expected him to come in here hot. Like, dude, I love this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I I genuinely loved onslaught. That's you know, book of the year that year. He thought he thought he would. I, he didn't I, realize the depths of uh, insanity that he was uh, walking into. And I wish I had tagged him with ultimates um, or rather, sorry, ultimatum, because that has some level of finality to it. Uh, we're not doing comics tag anymore because, uh, well, you know, some of us can't make the show. Wow. <laughs> Kale. It's funny, a bus just drove by, too. Uh, try again? Under it. I'm not even going to let you hit me with that one. Oh. I'm here every fucking week, dog. Oh, <laughs> at like 2 in the morning, too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Ladies and gentlemen, he hustles. He hustles for this. Yeah, that's right. I, apo- I, apo- I apologize, Cal. I apologize. I take yeah. that back. Yeah. I'll rub your fucking nose in it. Don't even come after me. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, <laughs> should we talk about our pals polls for next week? Indeed. All right. Uh, I don't know who's up first. What do we have? Uh, Pals polls. We have Grim number six. This is Sean's pick. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I've really been enjoying Grim. I don't know if any of you are still on the hook with this. Oh, you've kept up? Yes. Uh, it's quite good. I, I definitely, this is my first real exposure to um, Stephanie, Stephanie Phillips. Yes. And I think she's she's doing a great job. Yep. It's It's got the uh, trappings of a YA book, you know? Where it's like young girl, prophecy, destiny, yada, 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 secret family stuff. But it's all coming together. It's all it's all coming together in mm. what I think is a nice package. Uh, I've really been enjoying it. Um, and the art Fuck is yeah. hot. It's hot. Uh, I'm pulling up the name right now. It's, it's Fabiano. Yeah. Okay, yes. Fabiano did a couple of issues of uh, the... Power Man, uh, Heroes for Hire. Um, it was um, the the Power Man and Iron Fist one recently. Not recently. Jeez, time is diluting. But the most recent one, I guess. That's fair. Um, good stuff there, too. Oh, man. Uh, Die the Hero says just <laughs> picked up the Onslaught singles in a dollar bin. Dude, I want to hey. do that. How come, how come I can't find stuff like that? I would love to own all those issues. I've not I, read Onslaught. I got him. I got him, Sean. Feel free. <laughs> Feel free. I will lend them to you. I'd if read you, it. Uh, if you'll go to somewhere that's not Midtown, there are um, uh, 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 shops that collect the great big bundles of issues, mm-hmm. and they, they sell them like that, too. It's cool. That's a, that's a good point, dude. I've never really seen that out in the wild like that, man. Maybe I need to uh, to make that shift. What's next, Tyler? Um, it's a pick that you and I picked. Spawn Batman or Batman Spawn number one by McFarlane, Capullo, and McKeg. Dude, listen, Spawn Freaks Unite. This is our moment. <laughs> How could we be any more excited? You got Spawn, who we love so much, and you got Batman, who obviously you love so much, all rendered perfectly and beautifully by Capullo. The only downside to this whole deal is the person whose name's writing it. I if, would if, say if, there might be somebody wa- who, who, who gets a good good deal out of this. 
Huh? Somebody's going to get a good deal out of this. Like a character in this is going to have their shining moment. And it's probably going to be Vicky Vale because I guarantee you there's got to be a damn fucking news report uh, page. Of in course. This. Of course. It's going to be great. <laughs> of course it's going to be that. But I'm going to love it. Yeah. Capullo too. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was curious who would get top billing here. I wasn't sure if it would be Spawn Batman or Batman. I mean, it's got... It's got to be Batman. I mean, my God. I don't know, man. It's, McFarlane it, likes to swing that around, you know? It's a DC comic book. Fair, fair. You got me there. You got me there. Uh, but that was your... You you was an eyes pick, Sean. Um, but Kale and I also want to pick out uh, check out Danger Street, number one, by Tom King, uh, Jorge Fornias, and Dave Stewart. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know what to expect out of this other than the slew of characters that he's um uh 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 uh, uh advertised promoted showcasing, showcasing? revealed he's showcasing revealed, yeah. uh the creeper yep is going to be in, in a book, book I mean, in oh. 2022 yeah dog what um i yeah i don't know i think i'm back on the tom king train Yes, you fell off for quite a bit. Yeah, Rorschach, um, Rorschach brought you back. Yeah, yeah, it really. This did. is that team, yep. right? Was Dave Stewart on Rorschach as well? I believe so. I yeah, this, so. Then this is the team. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I love Metamorpho. So he's in this too. So. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Metamorpho, come on. Yep. And Lady Cop, Lady Cop's in this too. Which oh boy, let's see what uh, let's see what Tom King <laughs> could do with Lady Cop. That's. I just I I think. Tom King has he at least if his voice isn't necessarily unique he's at least bringing a voice to characters that are unique mm, mm. and I think that's that's interesting in this era anyway yeah human target is a great example of that like yeah yeah I don't I don't know but did but now Tom King is like, okay, any any subsequent human target book, let's say if they ever decide to do it again, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of know what he should sound like per Tom King. Like that's the impact he's left. I think so. Yeah, mm. I think so. Uh, and then uh, Kale, you wanted to check out Amazing Spider-Man number four, 14, is it? I believe so. 15. Um, 15, 15, which is funny it's because the... when you told me this is your palace pool, I'm like, wait, did Kale like Dark Web? <laughs> What's going to happen? I kind of did, yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, this issue of Spider-Man is going to have uh, Ed McGinnis on art oh. and not oh. Romita Jr. Yes. So, oh. Thank God. You know what? I'll check it out. Although on the cover, this is the most twink Venom I've ever seen. <laughs> Man. Dude is lithe <laughs> and svelte. I just like, where does, where does JRJR get off? Probably at <laughs> like, home. Like, thinking about twink venom <laughs> it, it, it it reminds me of Topher grace yeah oh, yes. yeah yeah also that and like, i don't like that that's venom shouldn't look like that and that tongue too is very phallic um all right uh marco wanted to check out art brute uh this is by the uh the ice cream man team of prince marazzo and lopez yeah, William A. Um, w. Maxwell Prince, Martin Marazzo, Matt Lopez, 
easy. Uh, I loved the the clown. I loved the ice cream man. I loved ha ha, right. Was it? Sorry. Was it called Ha Ha? Oh Ha Ha. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I I I think that they're such a tight team. The Prince's mind is just so interesting, and the concepts he explores. Marazzo's art is phenomenal, and so um, I don't even know what this book is about. I I'm sold solely off of the cover, which looks like this. Um, it actually looks like Morrison's uh, Doom Patrol. I was going to say the exact same thing, Marco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it looks like it's hitting that like mark that, yeah. of um, uh, of Mister Nobody and shit, and the, uh, all of that pop art mixed. Dada. Yes, exactly. So if if that's the kind of shit that they're hitting, sold, sold, easy, easy buy. Uh, and then you also want to check out uh, Nightclub number one. Yeah, this is Mark Millar and Juanan Ramirez. Um, Millar, I'll, I'll typically pick up a number one. Um, it's usually well worth just seeing what he has to offer. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. And if I do, I'll stick onto it. And this one actually is going to be one ninety nine, and I think he's going to keep the book that way. He yeah, he actually says in the says, yeah. uh, in the description, this series will be one ninety nine. Take that, Marvel and DC. Um, like, all right, funny enough, uh, it's about vampires, potentially superhero vampires, and maybe luchador vampires. Um, so we'll see. It looks goofy, and that I feel like that's Millar's vibe. So I'm I'm down to check it out. This smells like a Sean book. Luchador, superhero, vampires? Too nope. much? Too much <laughs> he said, nope. Wait, what? Nope. No vampires? Oh, yeah. Well, Mark Millar had a new, a new book announcement. We'll probably talk about it on, on Saturday. Uh, it's, they, it's, it's a stacked team. It's like Quietly and Travis Charest and Interiors. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. And the announcement that he'll be doing something with Superman uh, in the coming years. Yeah, we'll talk about that Saturday. Matt. Don't, don't, don't blow years. your load on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy guy. Um, hey, quick question. Did you guys catch the 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 Batman reference in Gargoyles? Yeah. I did, and I groaned. Which how, uh, how could how could you not? Criminals oh. are a cowardly and superstitious lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty lame, huh? It's lame when they drew attention to it. They're like, are you quoting the Caped Crusader? Like, are you quoting uh, g- copyright infringement uh, bypass? You know, like. All right. That's bad. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate <laughs> you. Get us on all social platforms at the Comics Pals. If you want to watch this show live, YouTube and Twitch. Slash the Comics Pals every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Catch our main show Every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern, we'll be talking about the upheaval of DC, the Wonder Woman 3 cancellation. Is Dwayne Johnson out? Uh, we talked about that and uh, some other fun things on the main show. Patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys and get access to some pretty cool stuff over there. Everything else, the comics pals, you know how to find us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week.